Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. This episode is brought to you by Safety in Freedom. Are you struggling to find safety in the freedom you create? Or maybe you're struggling to own your power, embrace who you are, and break free from those toxic patterns? Well, let's help you solve this problem today. Let's figure out what is really happening in your relationships with yourself and others. You can do that for free today at safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. That is safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. In addition, if you are looking for support with what we've been talking about in today's episode, I want to encourage you to get our free tools to help you navigate your freedom. You can go now to safetyinfreedom.com to get those resources. If you'd like access to the special resources and all the show notes for this special episode, make sure to visit theintimacytruths.com. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Jenna Minitti, who is a registered dietitian with a bachelor's in nutrition from Keene State College, where she also completed her dietetics internship. She has her own private practice in Keene, New Hampshire, and is also a registered dietitian at a long-term care facility. She believes that clients should have the power to choose foods that work for their life and their personal goals. Through education and helping the client to build confidence, Jenna helps others to make sustainable lifestyle changes without feeling restricted. Knowing that each client is truly unique, Jenna uses this approach to ensure each client is able to reach their goals and beyond. She enjoys kayaking, snowboarding, gardening, and spending time with her three fur children. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Intimacy Truths Podcast, where we have Jenna Minitti here today to talk to us about healthy eating during life transitions. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. You're so welcome. And I'm really excited to hear because I have not heard this story yet. So where did your journey start with life transitions and healthy eating? That's a great question. So, um, you know, I really don't have a uh, traditional path into into dietetics. I don't feel like. Um, So in 2014, I was I was a personal trainer. You know, I was I was loving what I was doing. Um, And then life had other plans for me. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I got really, really sick. And so I had extreme fatigue, my joints were swollen beyond belief, my neck was swollen, I could sleep for 20 hours a day. I was planning a wedding. Um, and there was, there was a lot going on and my body just wouldn't really let me do any of it. And I kept seeing doctor after doctor, after specialist, after specialist with no answers. And I was like, why, um, why am I not getting any answers? And so I went on for about a year and a half of feeling like that. Um, Mm. and feeling like this, this was just my life now, but I finally found someone who was willing to listen to me and answer my questions and do all the testing. And it came back that I was suffering from two different autoimmune diseases. Mm. So I was dealing with Hashimoto's and celiac. Um, so of course I felt like just absolute 
you know, I just felt horrible because I, my body was attacking itself and I had no idea why. <clears throat> and so after working with this person, um, and really just doing a lot of diet changes because, you know, celiac is a, is a gluten allergy. Mm. Um, so I've taken just gluten out of my life in about two to three weeks. I felt like I had my life back where I yeah. thought that I was never going to have my life back again. So once I experienced that, I was like, I need to tell more people about this. I need to help more people with this. Cause I know that I was not the only one experiencing this, you know, not getting any answers. And I just, I never wanted anyone else to be able to like be lost in the, in, in the medical world and not have any answers and feeling, feeling horrible. So that's when mm -hmm. I decided to, to change careers and go towards dietetics so I could help more people experiencing what I've you know experienced and help them get through it. Thank you for sharing your story. And <laughs> as we were talking about before we started recording, I look like I haven't slept in days or like I just rolled out of bed, but it's because of a chronic condition that I have. And, you know, after hiking all day yesterday and now today, I spent all my spoons yesterday. So my body's like, yeah, you need to recoup today. And that feeling of, of feeling like you're, uh, like you're, you're useless or you're broken or, right? Like just lack of energy, lack of being able to do anything and, and knowing you're doing everything right. Like, okay. Being a physical trainer or personal trainer, excuse me, you definitely knew how to eat, knew how to sleep, knew how to take care of yourself. You were exercising properly, taking, doing all the right things and your body still wasn't doing what you needed it to do. And that is absolutely infuriating being left without answers. And then waking up like, what I, I'm not eating McDonald's every day. I don't understand why I feel this way. That's so accurate. Yes. And, and that's, you know, it was 2016. So I forget that piece, you know, how incredibly frustrating it was. I was so frustrated. So yeah, spot on there. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Um, and so what was life like once you learned about your two autoimmune disorders? Um, so, I mean, it, it, it dramatically changed, honestly. Um, you know, prior to being diagnosed, you know, I really wasn't focusing much on stress management, to be honest. Okay. Um, and now I have really, um, and since then I have really prioritized stress management and something that I honestly focus a lot on with my clients because I know how incredibly mm -hmm. powerful that tool is. Um, so focusing a lot more on stress management and obviously just uh, just a lot of, you know, um, of diet changes. And it's not because, you know, I'm following a certain diet or that I'm, you know, trying to lose weight or anything. It's because I have to eat a certain way. So, so that I feel okay. If I eat mm -hmm. these other foods, then, you know, you were talking about spoons, you know, it takes away my spoons, takes away my energy. Um, and you know, obviously that's, that's not what we, that's what we want to be experiencing, you know, to have a, a thriving life and, mm. and, and feeling our best. So and yeah, to, stress management is key. Yes, it is. And to add a little, to, for, so listeners understand with the spoons when, and what that means. If you Google the spoon theory, you'll, you can learn more about it, but basically someone like myself who only has say 12 spoons a day and exercising takes four of those spoons. I have to carefully spend the rest of my spoons throughout the day, right? It's just a, it's a, it's a way to explain energy with a chronic condition and, and how you're able to utilize that energy and being very strategic in it. And like just eating, yes, eating doesn't seem like a lot because you're sitting down doing nothing, but your body's ability to digest that food also takes energy autonomically or, um, automatically is what I meant to say. Uh, and so it's, it's definitely, once you get to knowing what your body, even without a chronic condition, so maybe I have 12, but listeners, you might have 24 or 35 or however many spoons you have a day. It's important to know where you're spending your energy and how you're spending it. And also knowing what's happening, 
um, automatically without you having to think about it in your body and how that is still even exerting energy. Uh, with that said, there was a question I was going to ask. Oh, transitions, life transitions and, and how that works. So as we talked about before, we're, be, we're focusing our energy on divorced dads and really wanting to help divorced dads during those transitions in life. And so you talk about stress management. And so transitions in general are very, they vary from, you know, severity, levels of severity, maybe like, like changing a job. Yeah. If you decided to put in your notice and you got a promotion somewhere else, that's, that's still stressful and maybe not nearly as stressful as being laid off. Right. Still a stressful, um, life transition and managing that stress is, is really important. So how did you navigate your stress, uh, in your life when you were, uh, planning your wedding and learning about all your diagnoses and how that, what that looked like in your day-to-day -day that the things that you had to change? Mm -hmm. Um, great question. So, um, you know, one, and you know, the first part I'm going to talk about is just my, the knowledge, cause I have now, but prior I didn't have this knowledge, yeah. but you know, when, when we're so stressed, you know, our, our quarters, our levels are, are kicked up and you know, that's, mm. that's really the hormone that can cause us to crave a lot of certain foods and to really want to eat, you know, a lot more of those processed foods because that's, that's what cortisol does. Um, and so I didn't know that at the time, but you know, I, obviously I was highly stressed and I was craving a lot of those foods, but then once I realized that, you know, part of those foods were actually contributing to my autoimmune diseases. And then, um, so once I took those out and started to focus on foods that I knew that truly worked for me. And when I say me, because we're all highly individual. Mm -hmm. Um, so once I started to focus more on those foods, my body just started to kind of align itself and it started to heal itself. And, um, you know, obviously it's, it's autoimmune diseases are forever, but you know, they, those, um, those symptoms you have can decrease as long as you're focusing on the right foods, you know, and like I said, that stress management. Um, so, you know, I think it really was finding what was working for me versus, you know, doing what everyone else was telling me to do mm. or what some, some guru on the internet was telling me to do. It was, it was a lot of experimenting and that's, mm. you know, and that's a, a part that I you know, want to remind everybody is that everyone is highly individualized. So if someone is telling you to do something or that it's going to work for everyone, that's just not the case. Cause like I said, we're all so individual and just experiments and, you know, there's going to be foods that make you feel good and make you foods that make, don't make you feel good and focus on the foods that make you feel good. Yes. <laughs> and if you choose to eat the ones that don't make you feel good, cause they taste so good. Remember what's coming after that. Like you chose yes. to, so just enjoy the ride because it's going to not be fun, but you chose that. Right. Um, yes. Yep. One of the things I want to touch on uh, that I was super helpful for me, uh, you know, in the experimenting, I'm someone who's like, okay, I'm willing to experiment, but I need to have some version of a structure that we're kind of navigating here, right? So body clocks, there's your sleeping body clock, your eating body clock, your exercising body clock, right? All of everybody's individual body has their own clocks. So for me, I found myself um, not eating after six o'clock. And I don't, I just, it, I never intentionally did it. It was just, I eat so much in the morning because morning time is my favorite time to eat. And I need to eat like as soon as I get to bed or I'm the crankiest person ever. <laughs> I'm just get out of my way. I need to eat like this ravishing animal. And then I usually, and then what I found, so in understanding my eating clock, so I still stuck to the not eating after six because it just, my body didn't need any more, any more energy after that. And so I do this natural fasting 
but it, it's not like I'm intentionally fasting because some dietary, you know, guru said to do this It's just, that's what I found worked for my body and felt good. Um, and then I found that I was eating too much all at once because of my condition, I have to eat slow, smaller amounts. So my body doesn't expend so much energy all at once. So if I eat smaller amounts every two hours, which is a pain in the neck to handle because mama three and business owner and avid hiker and all these things, sometimes eating every two hours is just not feasible throughout the day. So I have to know if I'm not going to eat every two hours and I have to be careful of how I'm spending, what I'm going to be doing later on in the day. So I have enough energy to navigate that portion of my day. Right. So as I, as you listeners are sitting here and listening, what I have done, it's again, experiment to speak to Jenna's piece, but also listening to my body and what is my body calling for. And so now that I know what it feels like to intuitively eat, to eat based on uh, intuition and really listening to my body and what it's needing versus um, just because I feel like it, don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm just like, I just feel like eating this. So I'm going to eat it. And, and, but I usually do it within, so like I get a pint of ice cream, a pint of ice cream before I started this journey lasted not even an hour. Now it's like four sittings. I eat that whole thing in like four sittings because my body just doesn't need it anymore. Cause I've, I've retrained it. And so experimenting, the whole point of it is to retrain your body into, uh, what it needs, what you've, what it needs versus what you want it to need or what you feel it needs. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So now as fast forward, obviously you're like, I see this, this is a huge problem. I want to be able to be a part of fixing this. Where has that taken you in your journey? Um, so, you know, I am a, a private practice dietitian. Um, so that is, that is one of the good things about being in private practice. You know, I can counsel people and educate people, mm -hmm. um, as, as I really believe that they should be and, 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 you know, really meeting people where they are. Um, and so I, um, I really do focus, you know, on the, on, you know, the top, you know, I know we all kind of have our own definitions, but you know, the top four to six pillars of health, um, you know, some, some, um, dietitians really do focus just on diet, a little bit of sleep here and there, but I am, you know, I always ask the question, you know, um, what is your stress management like? What are you doing for joy? Um, you know, what, what is your relationship like with food? Because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that they don't have an eating disorder, but a lot of people have disordered eating, whether they realize it or not, you know, and, and really with our, um, with this whole diet culture that, that we have and, and targeting women at an extremely young age, you know, a lot of us have just grown up thinking that, you know, starving ourselves for a day or skipping a meal is normal when it is not mm -hmm. normal, that is disordered eating mm -hmm. and there's no arguments about it. So really what I'm focusing on is for one, helping people to heal that relationship with food, because we need to be fueling ourselves. We mm -hmm. do not need to be starving ourselves especially in times of transition, you know, we're stressed, our body needs more in times of stress. So we need to be feeling that body and feeling that body properly. Um, so I really am focusing, like I said, you know, the, the, um, the relationship with food and that stress management piece and joy, I focus on joy a lot, uh, mm -hmm. because that's something that I have found, you know, has really helped me with, with, with my chronic diseases. Um, is it just joy really pushes out any, any stress pushes out, it can even push out pain, you know, when we're joyful and we're experiencing joy, it makes us forget about, you know, some of our body ailments. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really do focus on that joy piece a lot. And I think that's, you know, that's something a little bit different than I do versus, you know, some of the other 
practitioners that are out there. Yeah, I love it. And so I, I, before we keep going, I want to go back to disordered and diet. Um, so diet, there's diet and then there's diet. <laughs> so based on what your definition of diet is and something real quickly that I always talk about is we all, we don't see words in black and white in our head. We see images. And so when I think diet, I, you, we've referenced diet twice today in two different ways. Diet, meaning I'm eating this specific meal plan because I want to lose weight and I'm doing this just because of how I'm not happy with my body, whatever it is, right? Because this bad thing said to do it and blah, 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 blah. Then there's diet of what your diet is in your day-to-day, what you're choosing to eat, right? You're not dieting. Mm -hmm. It's just diet is what you eat, right? So there's there's two very different pictures we see there. Same thing with disordered. Disordered is not, you have a DSM diagnosis for those of those of you who don't know what DSM is. It's the diagnostic statistical manual. It's the manual that licensed clinicians and therapists can, um, can diagnose you with. If you have PTSD, anxiety, like those are all diagnoses you got from somebody who is licensed the diagnostic statistical manual. Disordered does not mean you have a disorder. Disordered can also mean that you're, it's not organized, that it's out of order, right? And so your food eating is out of order and which is not conducive to your cells being able to live healthily because it's getting spikes of energy. So it holds on to as much as it can, which then holds on, creates fat and all these other things because our body is not used to getting nutrients the proper way. So recently there's been, so I eat very clean. Um, I, I, I pick on myself for eating three Oreos in like three days in a row. And that's like nothing compared to most people and, and what average America is eating. I'm still losing weight. And it's like not intentional to the point where I'm like, I need to beef up somehow because I'm losing weight just because of my natural eating process. I I'm not doing anything exercising wise to make that happen. It's just my body's naturally doing that because I've really hit a really great carb to protein ratio. And so if anyone's curious what that means, reach out to Jenna and she will help you understand what a good carb to protein ratio is. Mm-hmm. Um, at my, my eating clock is on point. My sleeping clock is getting a little bit better, which is helping my body not hold on to all this extra stuff that it doesn't need. Right. So that back to that experimenting and understanding like what does diet or disordered actually mean and not what you think it means. Um, and then to add more to, okay. So next question, um, when you're working with clients, like what is the number one thing that they come to you and say, I need this. Right. And they'll tell you what they need, but really, you know, what they need is. So what's the number one thing that they'll come and say to you what they need, but also then how do you help them treat that in the appropriate way? Yes. So, um, I will say I'll, there's two things that people say, um, pretty much every time I meet with them, one is weight loss. And then two is a meal plan. Mm -hmm. And, um, I will say right off the bat that I do not give me, um, because that is not teaching your body, um, how to align with itself. Now, what I will do is I will look at each of your meals with you and I will see what can be changed, what can be altered, what can be added, what can be taken out. And so I think people are thinking that they need an actual meal plan where I'm telling them what to eat every single time, but what they actually need is they just need to know how to eat and what the right combination is and to get their, um, 
and to feel a little bit more confident to get their confidence up to be able to create these combinations that's really what they need they they really don't want a meal plan because that's no fun right looking at a meal or looking at a plan and someone's already telling you what to eat that is not fun mm -hmm. but when you're able to create your own meal and you know i I can really make it super simple. You know, let's just focus on carb, fat, and protein for each meal. I, I don't care if you if you eat the same thing, but let's keep it simple. Mm. So that's really what they're looking for. But what I am able to do instead is a little bit of education. And like I said, showing them how to create a meal that works for them. And that once again, they can align with their own cravings with their own preferences with. Um, and then with the weight loss piece, what I think really people are looking for is a little bit more of body acceptance. And, um, mm. and so a lot of people, you know, once again, talking about the diet culture, you know, starting at a very young age, we're taught, we have to look a certain way. We have to, you know, um, have, have to have a certain body size when that is just not the case. We all have different genetics, different backgrounds. Um, and for, for us to believe that we all need to fit in the same body type is absolutely absurd. Yeah. It makes zero sense. So that's why the, you know, and, and I will say this every day until the day I die, but the, but the BMI scale is so, so out of, um, out of date, we need to be mm -hmm. focusing, you know, on, um, protein to, to, uh, to body fat ratios versus BMIs, because like I said, we're all so different. So what I'm really working, working on is, okay, I hear that you want to lose weight, but let's, let me ask you why, you know, why are you the reasons you want to lose weight? What are you going to, you know, what is the value added by losing weight? And some people mm -hmm. really don't have answers for that. Mm -hmm. And then that's when it kind of clicks like, oh, okay, well let's, okay. So then let's work on the body acceptance. Let's get you feeling better about what you're eating instead. Um, and then some of the other things can kind of fall into place. Cause a lot of times, you know, I see a lot of women and they are just beating themselves up mm -hmm. day after day after day. Cause they think that they're eating the wrong foods or they're eating too much. When in reality, a lot of women are just starving themselves and they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, you know, a lot of it is just simple behavior change. And then also just accepting your body and learning to love it. And then that's kind of the things when, and that's kind of when weight loss can start to happen then. Cause if we're stressed about losing weight, stressed about what we're eating, cortisol, hello, like mm -hmm. you were just talking about causes us to hold on to everything. But if we can kind of relax and let that go, then weight loss can kind of start to happen. It's, it's, it's pretty wonderful. <laughs> It is. And it's really interesting when you get the the core, when you really start to understand all the easy moving pieces and they're so easy that like diet culture and, and society media, whatever it is um, that has taught us these, what I want to refer to as blind beliefs. We've made agreements with these belief systems that have been painted. These pictures have been painted to us in a very specific way through these lenses that make things look so much more difficult than they are. One of the two things, two of the best things I ever learned when I first started my eating journey. And the reason I started my eating journey is because my, my second child, um, he was hospitalized four times in his four short years of life. Like every winter he was hospitalized this winter. If we make it through this winter, this is the second year we'll have made it through without any hospitalizations. And so that's huge for us. Like watching your baby be on a near death situation four times in his short life is very scary. Um, and so we had to really, we had to really challenge our belief system. And when we were st first started our journey, one of the things that was said to me is eating from the rainbow. 
like eat from the rainbow, pick something from the rainbow and eat it. And so it would be, it became this fun game in our family where our kids, we would like go to the fridge and what can you eat from the rainbow from the fridge? And it's like peppers and all these fun things that, you know, all of a sudden eating from the rainbow is this magical thing (laughs) until my daughter goes to kindergarten and comes home and says, mom, your favorite food is Skittles. like society I'm working so hard to break these things and here you are like just putting my foot in my mouth it's like no that is not mommy's favorite skittle uh favorite food and then my husband in the background quietly they're gluten-free it's like shut up (laughs) (laughs) typical husband um and then the second thing was I would buy all these veggies but I would never cut them up and so um, when I would buy the veggies and then I would never cut, it's like, they have to be cut up and they have to be perfect in their little containers. And if they're not perfect and in their little containers, they did nothing happen. They would just rot and get thrown away. Right. So frozen bags of veggies, our freezer is filled with frozen bags of veggies because now you just pop the bag in the microwave. If I'm hungry, people laugh at me all the time. Like my family will come over and I'll just be like, I'm hungry. And I'll go pop a bag of broccoli in the free, in the free microwave. And then I will eat it with some a one sauce. And they're like, you're weird. And it's like, yeah, enjoy that bag of chips. That's now going to make you feel bloated and gross later on where I'm going to feel energized because I just ate a whole head of broccoli by myself and have no shame around it. So making things simplistic for yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I was a good cook because it would be nice to have some decently cooked meal, (laughs) not just a frozen (laughs) bag of veggies every meal. Um, But I'd rather be successful 95% of the time and not fail because I'm trying to make this elaborate meal um, every single meal, which is next near impossible with five people. It's just no, there's just such high expectations for no, no time. Um, anyway. Okay. I'll get off my tangent. This is like my jam. This is like my, I love having these conversations and I don't get to have them very often. So thank you for, um, being a part of this conversation. No, I'm, I'm loving it. And, uh, and another, uh, super loud shout out to frozen veggies. I'm a huge believer in them. Okay. I try to always tell my clients, please suck up on frozen veggies. Cause they make your life saying that they, they don't waste. They're just as good as fresh. So mm. yes, hell yes to frozen veggies. And technically even better than fresh because they yes. cut and then their nutrients get frozen right into them. And they don't like, cause as we don't feed, as we take them off the plant, the nutrients stop thriving and they start to die off. And so the frozen ones are actually a little bit healthier. Yes, exactly. Counteracted by the microwave radiation, but you know, it's, there's, there take our wins where we can. Yeah. And you, and there also is some nutrients that are enhanced by cooking. So you lose some, you win some. Right. Exactly. I love it. Okay. So is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with? Um, so I just kind of think this is appropriate, you know, since we've been talking about, you know, food and, and, and dieting and, you know, really finding what works for you. And I, you know, I just want to put a little gentle reminder out there, um, to really, really remember who you're getting your information from first, because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're getting it from someone on Instagram or Twitter, you know, there's a ton of people out there calling themselves, you know, nutritionists or nutrition experts, but they actually Mm -hmm. have no education underneath them. So be really careful there. And also those people are a lot of times promoting diets. Um, and you know, we're talking about the difference between diets and diets, you know, a diet, um, when it comes to, you know, changing the way that you're eating, Uh, if there's rules for it, or they're excluding a bunch of certain foods, then it's not going to be for you, especially if it's not a medical necessity. Um, 
but the reason why I'm saying that is please just focus on what works for you. If you don't know what works for you and you're struggling, reach out to a dietitian, um, you know, and you know, we're, I, I and slash we are always happy to help. Um, and you know, there's, there's no diet out there that, that, that's actually going to work. You just have mm. to do what's going to work. You have to find what's going to work for you because, um, diets are meant to fail. And then, and then we feel bad about feeling right. And then we fall back into the cycle of, I feel bad mm. about myself. So I'm going to eat. Then we have to get back on a diet, but no one wants to live their life that way. So my long winded answer, find what works for you. If you don't know what works for you, please, please reach out. Yes. Okay. Three things. There's so much that comes to mind. So um, where you're getting information recently, I watched a movie and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And I'm not going to copyright, com- you know, deal with that stuff with this video. So I'm not going to mention the movie, but if you're watching any food movie research, who promoted making that movie, find out where, who's actually behind the creation of that movie, because they clearly have an agenda that they're trying to push so that they can maintain the stuff that they're not all movies, but potentially There's definitely one specific one that I'm not going to say, but just be careful where you're getting your information from and do research on who's creating and who's paying for that movie to be created because they have their own agendas and your, your health may not be their actual agenda. They're going to present it that way, but it's probably not. And then um, two other pieces, you are worthy of your own damn energy. (laughs) Like, like you, you investing your energy and your time and your Focus into yourself to really make this what you need it to be. I promise. Yes, it has been a terrible two, not terrible, a challenging two years to the point where I've even gotten diagnosed with a chronic condition and I'm like crying from it most days. But like it's been the best part of the evolution because now, if had I not done that work before getting this diagnosis, I wouldn't have been back to hiking already. Like I've been, I've talked to some other patients with the same diagnosis and they're like, you're already hiking. And I'm like, yeah, that's like not an option. Like, not hiking is not an option. And most people have had to give up their entire, you know, sporty stuff because they literally don't have the energy. And it's like, that's just, I'm dead set on focus on living my life by my design, AKA choose to live your life by your design, not by default, not by what somebody else says, take, you know, take, take resources, take information, but make it your own, figure out what's going to work for you. And if you fail, you failed and you just know what's not going to work and move on to the next thing. Like failing is not this horrendous thing. Learning is messy, get messy so that you can get clean a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. So where can people find you? Um, so I am on Facebook. Uh, so Jenna Minetti, so M-I-N-N-I-T-I, um, uh, that's R-D-L-D, Jenna Minetti, R-D-L-D. Um, and you can also, uh, email me, you know, I'm always happy to, you know, even if you have a general question, yeah. you know, you can definitely email me. Um, I don't know if you're going to put that in the bottom or should I mention Go that? Go ahead, or? share it now. Yep. All right. So it's, uh, J Minetti, J-M-I-N-N-I-T-I at, uh, N-I-M- rd.com so that stands for nutrition in motion registered dietitian.com perfect and please feel free to reach out and i'm happy to answer any questions and i am accepting clients and um thank you so much for having me stephanie this was so fun i never get to just talk openly like this you're so welcome i love providing that platform